Advice is easy. Failure is easy too. It's easier not to shoulder a burden. It's easier not to think and not to do and not to care. It's easier to put off until tomorrow what needs to be done today and drown the upcoming months and years in today's cheap pleasures. As the infamous father of the Simpsons clan puts it, immediately prior to drowning a jar of mayonnaise and vodka, that's a problem for future Homer. Man, I don't envy that guy. Welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Planeden, and you're in the right place if you're ready to create an inspired life. And we do so by working on our own personal development so we can be strong role models for those we love and mentor. Today is rule number three from Jordan Peterson's bestseller, 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos. Now, this is an interesting chapter because it's all about making friends with people who want the best for you. You think that would be simple. You really would think that would be simple, but it's a lot harder than it sounds. The opening remarks was a quote from Peterson's book, and uh, I thought it was pretty funny because it references The Simpsons, a show I've never seen, but I've heard it can be funny. (laughs) I like that he included that excerpt from the show. Now, why is it hard to find friends that want the best for you? Could it be our competitive nature? Could it be that mm, if you make friends with someone who doesn't want the best for you, they look a little better because they shine a little brighter, a little narcissistic, and maybe a little bit too much self-love. <laughs> and so you really have to be careful who you make friends with. And sometimes you think you have a good friend. You think you have an ally. You think you have a confidant, someone you can trust, someone that is so similar to you and has the same values and the same goals and the dreams and aspirations. And then chaos hits, tragedy hits. Maybe then you really find out who that person is. Maybe. And that's a sad thing. That that is the sad part about friendships. I mean, you can't pick your family, but you don't have to hang out with them all the time either, do you? Once you reach a certain age. I got the gist of this. This is my review. This is my opinions. But the the gist of it was really the reason it's so hard to make friends with people who want the best for you is you can just look at society. And if you made friends with somebody who actually wanted the best for you, if you were downtrodden, if you were down on your luck, if you really needed help, the people you're going to attract into your life are also people who are downtrodden, down in their luck, and need help. And those two people, two negatives, do not make a positive in that regard, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Peterson goes on to quote in his book, success, that's the mystery. Virtue, that's what's inexplicable. To fail, you merely have to cultivate a few bad habits. To fail, you merely have to cultivate a few bad habits. Ah, good habits and bad habits, right? So everything we do, the more routine we have, becomes more habitual, whether it's good or bad. And that is what he's trying to get across here in this chapter, in my opinion, of course. He says he's not saying that there's no hope for redemption. 
but it is much harder to extract someone from a chasm than to lift them from a ditch. He also says, before you're going to help somebody, uh, maybe make sure you understand what kind of trouble they're in. It could, real, uh, it, it could be so deep that there could be no turning back. And we're here to uplift each other. We're here to help one another. But make friends with those who really do want the best for you, who really do want to see you succeed, who really will support and discuss your ideas. You know, my best friends, I haven't haven't seen in quite some time because uh, they live in Toronto. And I made those friends when I was in my 20s. And we will get together, COVID permitting, and it'll be like no time has passed, none whatsoever. That's a good friend. A good friend is going to listen to you, even if you're just babbling, but they're also going to give you some feedback. You look a lot like your friends. You act a lot like your friends. That circle, when you're younger, is so much easier to develop. As you get older, you get a little more pickier about your friends. You have, oh, probably a lot more on your plate. You have your own family unit if you decide to get married or have children, etc. So the growing of friendships, it's, it can be everlasting in your early years. Later in life, it, it's, it can be difficult because life gets really, really busy. So it's nice to have someone that you can just pick up the phone and call, even if you haven't talked to them in a year. Find that person. Find those friends. There could be one or two. There could be a dozen. But what what you really want is somebody who does want what's best for you. And sure, they may be full of unwanted advice too. They may not know the answer, but they may just have a listen. Because sometimes when you talk out loud or write things down or work through a problem, sometimes the answer will come to you a couple of days later while you're sleeping. Who knows? Got to get it out there, get it on the table. But that's that is why Peterson goes on to say friendship is a reciprocal agreement. It goes both ways. You are not morally obliged, he says, to support someone who is making the world a worse place. <laughs> Quite the opposite. You should choose people who want things to be better, not worse. It's a good thing, not a selfish thing, to choose people who are good for you. It's appropriate and praiseworthy to associate with people whose lives would be improved if they saw your life improve. Ooh, let me say that again. It's appropriate and praiseworthy to associate with people whose lives would be improved if they saw your life improve. Now, if that is not a clear reflection on how friendships form and how friends begin to look like one another a little bit, maybe dress similar, have the same interests. My friends in Toronto, oh my gosh. If what I, you know, they literally are gourmet cooks. And we love to cook, we love to eat, but we have that in common that when we have a gathering, say it's a birthday, etc., everybody makes an effort. 
because we have that in common. So there is always a common, common denominator there. It's not that we're all single or all married or all have children. That is not what we have in common. We have common interests outside of the family unit. That, that to me, is, is what's really been strong about this friendship, I have to say. Now, Peterson goes on to say here, people who are not aiming up will do the opposite. They offer a former smoker a cigarette and a former alcoholic a beer. <laughs> they will become jealous when you succeed or do something pristine. They will withdraw their presence or support or actively punish you for it. Hmm. They will override your accomplishments with past action, real or imaginary, of their own. Maybe they're trying to test you. Test your metal. See what you got. But, I, you know, that's a simple example he gave. Someone who decided to improve upon themselves, who maybe hung around with everybody who smoked, decided that's not who I am. And that is really where it begins. You have to decide. You get to choose. Are you a smoker? No. You choose to quit? Okay. Who are your friends? Do they still smoke? Well, that's okay. But are they being a little nasty and enticing you, saying, hey, just have one smoke. Hey, just have a drag. Hey, you know? You're like, no, thank you. I'm not sucking butts anymore. Like, I'm just not doing it. That's when you have to decide if those are really your friends. If they're trying to sabotage you to make themselves feel better for continuing in this example to smoke. Very simple, very simple, but yet direct. You completely get the gist of this. How people you surround yourself with are oh so important that they, they should want the best for you. He goes on to say, but mostly these people that I just referenced are dragging you down because your new improvements cast their faults in a dimmer light. Why would we not want the best for one another? Why would we want each other to succeed? Why wouldn't we want to be healthy? Vices can grip you. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. It's also called a vice grip. But they can grip you and pull you back. You don't need friends that are going to do that. You're having a hard enough time right now if you're trying to, in our example, quit smoking. It's a habit. You've gotten used to it. You probably don't even like the taste. You just maybe need a little mini break. Oh, well, maybe you can replace that habit with starting to do breathing. Instead of going on a smoke break, going on a breathing break. I don't know. You decide. It's really thought-provoking, and that's, that's what I like about it. And uh, Peterson says, It is for this reason that every good example is a fateful challenge and every hero a judge. Michelangelo's great, perfect marble David cries out to its observer, You could be more than you are. When you dare aspire upward, you reveal the inadequacy of the present and the promise of the future. Then you disturb others. Ah, yes, yes. That's why it's not easy to surround yourself with good, healthy people. Good people that actually want to help you, 
help you strive forward. Now remember, it's a reciprocal agreement. It's give and take. It's pay it forward, making a difference, making an intertwining reciprocal agreement to be there for one another. And that's kind of an unwritten rule when it comes to parenting. You know, you have to be there for your child in the good and the bad and the order and the chaos and help them as they try to discover their own balance. You let their wings go and they can fly for a little while and then they come back to the nest. That is taking care of a child. So in the reciprocal agreement with your friends, because friends are important. Friends are important. They're, 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 we're very social creatures, so it's nice if you can have some friends. And, oh, it's even nicer if you can see them. So we're going to be happy when this COVID thing is going to get a little bit more normal. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. But in the meantime, there's great ways of staying in touch with people. There's great ways of reaching out. Send a birthday card. Send a thank you card. Just send a note. I love writing and I, I always send cards. But for rule number three, make friends with people who want the best for you. Will lead you to live a more inspired life.